Welcome to the Bethel Church Austin Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Pastor Joaquin Evans. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com. So good. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Michelle, Dylan. Man, I uh, thoroughly enjoyed worshiping with the teams from here in the studio. I hope you enjoyed worshiping from home. we got a whole new setup here. It's awesome. Um, if, you, if you heard or didn't hear that uh, we had torn down our, our existing studio right before um, some of us got, got COVID and we were forced to go back into, into streaming for two weeks. So we just the week before t- torn down our our previous studio. So it was bad timing on that, but we got new equipment preparing for the new building uh, that we're moving into. We were going to build out an amazing state-of-the-art studio in that place. So we've got a bunch of that equipment in. So we rebuilt the studio with the new equipment and uh, sound sounds amazing. So um, really excited about that and where God's going to take us through there. Um, I got a message on my heart about seasons and uh, knowing your season and thriving in your season. And uh, I don't know if anyone uh, listening to this has felt like this has been somewhat of an up and down season, a crazy year, um, a wild season, whatever you want to label it. uh, Most of us in some way or another have made some statement of like, this year, this season is wild. It's crazy. It's upside down. It's unexpected. Um, But I feel like God uh, really wants to encourage us in this season and not just not just encourage us, but really wants to teach us to thrive in whatever season we're in. So I'm going to speak to that tonight, but I want to pray real quick. Father, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for the hearing ear. Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would release more tonight. Father, through this uh, this Christmas service and even than I have uh, intended to say, God, that you would just take this message and multiply it in Jesus' name. Yeah, thank you, Lord. And I should have started by saying uh, Merry Christmas to everyone from Renee and I, from, uh, from the Tates. Uh, we all we uh, wish you a Merry Christmas and hope that you get to spend uh, this holiday season with family. Hope everyone is is safe and healthy uh, during this time. So here we are, <clears throat> right on the cusp of winter, and uh, in the natural, um, things change with the seasons. And I live on a green belt uh, right near our house. There's a green belt, and go walk, take the dog walking down there. The kids play down there, and uh, I was looking out over this green belt. Uh, just the other day, and obviously it's it's changed from the summer. It's different than it is in the spring, and uh, you know leaves are off the trees and things uh, look look barren, and and it's it's winter time. But I was looking out over it, and I felt like Holy Spirit started speaking to me about um, that it's not really it's not barren. It's just dormant because we know that. It's not dead. What we're looking at isn't dead. It's dormant. It's hibernating. It's in winter season, and it's preparing again for a great blooming and a great harvest, a great season of of fruit. 
but we need to know the difference of the seasons. We need to know that winter is part of God's plan, that a season of uh, even hibernation when it comes, that those are times from God that are actually preparation uh, for what he's doing. It's all part of, of God's plan and what he's, what he's growing. Now, I can look out over, over this, this green space, and even though it looks brown, the grass is all, all dead, uh, the, the trees are, are barren, it looks like sticks and twigs, but I can rejoice over what I see because I've lived through seasons in the past, and I know that what I'm looking at isn't the end. But if you've never seen a season before in your life, if this is somehow you showed up as an adult and you're looking out and you've never seen a season before, all you know is springtime and that was amazing and the butterflies and the flowers and summertime and swimming at the water hole and the warm weather and then all of a sudden fall comes and leaves start turning colors First it looks pretty, and then they start falling off. And next thing you know, here you are on the doorstep of winter, and if you don't know any better, you could think to yourself, oh no, this is the end. But in God's design, it's not the end. It's part of the process. And what happens is that the seasons change, but every season has beauty in it. So even in, even when we're looking at a, a a winterscape, there's life going on. There's growth happening that we don't always see with the natural eye. You know, I've shared this before, but Chris Valentin talks often about fruit seasons and root seasons. And we love to celebrate the fruit seasons. And listen, we are we are living in the new covenant with God. Amen. And uh there's no one in the studio to amen back, but I just believe I'm hearing it from uh, from your living rooms at home. But we are. Li- Thank you, Dylan. I hear you. I hear you, brother. We are we are living in a new covenant with God, where we get to bear fruit. We get to thrive in every season. But we still live in seasons where things change. They grow. They blossom. They alternate, and we need to learn how to how to adjust and navigate and flow with God through these seasons, because that adjustment is part of the key of learning how to thrive with God. So Chris Valentin Valentin talks about there being fruit seasons and root seasons, and we love to celebrate the fruit. That fruit is fun, and it's beautiful, and it's a testament of what God's doing in our lives and in others' lives, and we love to celebrate the fruit. But fruit only comes when we have healthy roots. And what we, what we really need to do is learn to celebrate our roots, even as much or more than the fruit. Because healthy roots will always produce healthy fruit. But the flip isn't always true. Healthy fruit doesn't produce healthy roots. It's a product of healthy roots. And I was actually stirred uh, to share some of what I'm sharing tonight because on the back of, of this and just God talking to me about seasons and wanting us to thrive in seasons, I, uh, I had the privilege to be on a Zoom call calls together and, and Pastor Bill happened to be on this Zoom call 
And um, he was asked, you know, what, what is he focusing on in this season? And, uh, and Pastor Bill said, you know, and he started to reflect on some of the turmoil. Turmoil is not the right word, but change. There's change happening in, in the fact that um, Eric and Candace, uh, the senior leaders of the local church, Bill's son, Eric, have uh, felt from the Lord that they're to move on and, and to move into a new season. And that's not bad, but uh, it, w- it wasn't the course when you look back uh, a couple of seasons ago, people didn't necessarily see it coming. And so, uh, and it wasn't a rash decision. I've talked about that before, uh, but they did feel a change of seasons coming, which is great, but, but this is Bill's son, and now his son is going to go on and do something else, and it's going to be amazing, and it's going to be blessed, but just navigating that transition. But what Bill said was, he said, what I'm focusing on in this season are the roots. And he said, I'm going back and I'm just meditating on and I'm reflecting on all the things that got us to this place, to where we are now in the first place. And going back to the foundation stones and the practices and the principles and the, and the expression of worship and the, and the childlike faith and the childlike risk is one of the things he named specifically of of reminding himself and reminding the church of that childlike faith that would just jump with God and we're excited to take every new risk and that being a part of what got him here. But in the midst of God talking about seasons and and knowing the season you're in and, and, and valuing the roots, Bill starts talking about in this season, I'm going back to the roots and I'm like, okay, God, this is what you're talking about in this season right now. Now, listen, uh, in the natural, you know, I said it already, but this has been, for most people listening, this, this year has been crazy probably one way or another, right? Everyone's been affected in some way or another by, by what's been going on in this season, in this, this year. So we have, we've been making some adjustments, but God, God wants us to know that he's inviting us through each season because of its it's part of his plan to grow us. And when you look at what what on the surface looks different than maybe what it looked like a season ago. The flowers aren't there and the and the buds aren't there and the the fruit isn't hanging on the tree. But but in no way in God's plan is that the end of the story. That's not even a step backwards in God's plan. It's a step forward because he knows that in this season, when on the the outside, there's not the same level of of fruit, there's not the same level of apparent abundance out on this level, down here at a greater level is where the growth is happening. Because when we don't see the apples on the tree is when the roots are actually going deeper into the soil, finding more nourishment, finding more nutrients, and finding more refreshing so that when the season comes again for apples, even more apples come. Listen, there is no step backwards in God's, in God's equation, in God's plan, in God's purposes. There's only moving forward, but the steps forward do tend to look different than we, than we anticipate 
anticipate sometimes, and we have to be okay with that because God's always doing something. We just have to have eyes to see what he is doing. And so I believe that God wants to give us fresh eyes for seeing into seasons and seeing fruit in each season. In Psalms chapter 1, And in Psalms 1, verses 1 through 3, it says this, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yield its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. Now we are, the, we are like trees planted by a river, and the river is God's word, it's his, it's his spirit, it's his presence, it's our nutrients, and, and he is our source. God is. And we are trees that are called to be planted by this river, continually drawing on God. And, e- and even as we draw continually, if you look at the image of the tree, you're drawing deeper and deeper, but what's happening externally looks different depending on the season. And one, tr- one season, a tree is, is budding new buds. And another season, it's bearing new fruit. And then the next season, it's losing its leaves. But guess what? It's still growing. It just looks different than the season before. I feel like God is reminding us and, and asking us, He's reminding us that he's still growing us. In this season, God is growing you. In this season, God is growing me. That's what he's reminding us, but I feel like he's asking us, do we recognize that God is growing us? Are we aware? Are we attentive? Are we tuned in to the reality that God is growing us? Or have we bought into a little bit of hysteria that says just because some leaves have fallen off in places, things have turned brown, things look look dead here or there on the surface, have we gone, oh, no, it's the end. Oh, no, it's on the way to the end. Oh, no, things are dying. No, things aren't dying. Things are hibernating. Things are regenerating. God is providing opportunity for growth at a deeper level. That The roots that are by the stream in the season that we don't see growth on the outside is when growth's happening on the inside. And the roots are actually going deeper and finding more nutrients. God is, God is inviting you to put your roots deeper. Right now, in this season, God's inviting you to extend the canopy of your roots to find deeper waters, more refreshing and more nutrients than ever before. Thank you, Father. <clears throat> winter, winter is not the end season. 
It's, it's, there is no end. It's just part of the cycle of growth. And if we were in live meeting, I would have you say, repeat after me, the cycle of growth. Because it doesn't stop. It doesn't end. There isn't an end. It's the cycle of growth that every season is a part of. Now, part of the problem is that as believers, I don't think we always realize that God lives in and operates by seasons. That we are, we're stagnant and we want God to be stagnant. We want God to be linear. We want the right answer to always be the right answer. We want there to be one way to do things so that once I learn that one way, I can always get it right every time from there. I don't, we, we, but if we're not careful, we remove God from being relationship to being routine. And we know that we won't bear fruit out of that place. Fruit comes out of the relationship, out of the, out of even the romance, if you will. And, and in any romance, in any relationship, it's the, it's the exploration that keeps the relationship and the romance alive. It's not, it's not that I learn the one way that you like things done and I never change it. Guess what? The person you're in relationship with is evolving. They have, they have seasons, their, their tastes even change. What Their interests evolve. It, you can't just necessarily do the same. There's some things that don't change. Thank you, Jesus. The blood never changes. Some things never change, but in a relationship, you can't just assume that, that the favorite thing from 20 years ago is still the thing today. You need to pay attention. You need to lean in. You need to listen, you need to interact, you need to engage. That's what keeps it fresh and that's what keeps it alive. That's what, that's what keeps it fresh in every season. And guess what? God is inviting us into the same thing. He wants it fresh in every season, but you can't try to do last season with God and expect it to feel fresh in this season. Listen, Winter, winter has its beauty. I love, I love every season for different reasons. And I love, I love skiing. I love snowboarding. That happens in the wintertime. I love hot chocolate. I love Christmas time. Come on. Again, Merry Christmas. I love Christmas. That, is, that happens every winter. And Jesus is the reason for the season. We get to celebrate our king, Christmas lights. I mean, come on. How many people love Christmas? We love winter. Winter has its unique beauty. It has its unique characteristics for that season. And when we learn how to adjust with the season, we get to take advantage of all of those beautiful dynamics and characteristics, but guess what? God lives and moves and operates in season. And in the natural, I know it's, I know it's silly, but if you don't adjust with the seasons, you, you won't enjoy wintertime activities. You don't wanna go skiing in flip-flops and a tank top 
because what worked in, in, in another season isn't going to work in this season the same way. And when you learn, like, what, what, what is the right answer in summer? What am I going to be comfortable in? What should I wear to the lake? What should I, what I wear to the beach? And I find out the right answer, and you start doing it over and over again, and it works in that season. Listen, Come on, how many people have been there? You find something that works with God and you start doing it over and over again and it works and you get a groove and you get a routine. You're like, this is awesome. God speaks to me in the word this way. And, and, and for months, maybe even years, you're thriving in that place, but then all of a sudden, it stops working the same way. So the question, and then we start beating our heads like, oh, we maybe even start beating ourselves up. Like, what have I done wrong? Like, do I have hidden sin? God, like, why are you withdrawing? But guess what? The Bible tells us he never leaves us or forsakes us. So God is not lifting his hand from you in those moments. What is he doing? He's he's draw, he's inviting you into a deeper place, into a new season. He draws not from you, but he withdraws for you to invite you deeper. But if we don't know that God changes and moves, if we don't know that he ebbs and flows, we can get stuck. And now we're trying to make the same thing work in the old way. And if it doesn't work, we get disappointed and we get discouraged and we get angry. We all these things instead of just listening, saying, God, okay, this isn't what's fresh at the moment. What are you breathing on? Where are you? What are you doing? And attuning that listening ear to the Lord and let him lead us into the depths of the next season. Now, here's the thing about, about seasons. So in the natural, obviously, it's a silly example. You don't, you don't wear flip-flops and a tank top skiing. We know that. From summer, our, our wardrobe changes. Our, our, our interaction with the season changes. And then from fall to winter. And it, but here's the beautiful thing. When it gets to winter, you don't throw out all your summer clothes. You don't, because if you thought that you were never going to be back in summer again, you probably would. You're like, well, I guess I never need these things again, which this is another, another area that we can, a growth area that we can apprehend as believers. One, we don't realize that God moves in seasons and that he, there, there's an ebb and flow in relationship with God. But two, when we finally do catch on to the point that God is changed something, that there's a new adjustment, a new shift, we're so apprehensive in the first place that we'll drag and kick and scrape and, ah, I don't want to go to the new season. But we'll go into the new season, but we'll go in with an attitude, with an approach that says, okay, well, I hope this is it now. I hope, boom, here we are. Like, I hope this isn't going to change because we're such creatures of habit and we want, we want the easiest way possible. And we're like, okay, God, you got me to change this time, but boom, here I am, right? Okay, deal. We're never going to change again, are we? And God just sits back and laughs at that. 
because he knows he's going to let you enjoy that season until it starts to shift again. And so the ability to thrive is to not try to make any one season stick forever, to make it the thing, but the key is to be yielded and to be flexible and to be moldable and to shift with each season. Now to go back to the... <coughs> The, the silly example of you don't throw your summer clothes out when winter comes. The reality is, as time goes on, as an adult, you probably have a closet that is pretty well equipped for all seasons. Why? Because you know that those things are going to be needed in due time. Somebody say, in due time. So what happens when God shifts the way he's interacting with you? He And then... He finally gets you to clue in like, oh, he's over here. And then you finally get to start connecting with him over here and you learn a new rhythm and a new season and, 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 and you start thriving over here and that lasts for months and weeks and maybe even years sometimes. But the thing is, by God's equation, he hasn't thrown out the previous way. He didn't throw out the last season. What is he doing? He's growing your tool belt. He's growing your equipping. He's growing your mantle. In, a, in our natural example, he's growing your wardrobe. What's that? Your anointing, what you're clothed with, your authority, your ability to deal with any situation that comes up and any time it comes up. What is that? That's thriving in every season. I'm about to get myself excited. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> So we need to realize that God, as God shifts us, it's not the end of one thing and the start of something else, and it's also not the only new thing, like, okay, I hope this is it. No, he's shifting us because he's growing us. Yes, accept it, appreciate it, love it, learn how to thrive in it, but be ready for the next shift because he's going to shift us again. But then you have collected strength, you've collected uh, uh, tools, you've expanded your, your equipping, your belt, so that at any moment, because God hasn't forgotten the first place or the second place, you can reach back with God and grab what you need, a mantle from that place, or a tool from this place to help you thrive and be victorious in whatever situation you face. How good is our God? Come on, he's always growing us. In Genesis chapter 8, it's the story of Noah. And Noah and the ark, and we, we know the, the backdrop is that God looks at mankind and all of his, all of his wickedness, and uh, perversion is rampant, and God destroys the earth with a flood, but he finds one righteous in Noah, and he spares his family and the animals through Noah. And But I want us to jump into this story in Genesis 8, verse 20, 20 through 22. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took some of every clean animal and some of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And when the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma, the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground because of man or the intention of man's heart, for the intention of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither 
Will I ever again strike down every living creature as I have done? While the earth, but listen to this shift here. Verse 22, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. It's an interesting, unique, and, and even beautiful promise and reality here. God has just flooded the earth and, and he destroys all of mankind except for Noah and his household and the animals that, that Noah brings onto the ark. Uh, he preserves man through that act. <clears throat> and then God makes a promise and he, he promises to never destroy the earth again and never to destroy all of mankind again. And, and he sends a rainbow as, a, as a, a seal, a reminder of his promise and it's beautiful. But in this promise of I won't destroy again, in this promise of, of I, I'm not, I won't wipe out mankind ever again, I won't destroy the earth, in this promise, he also says, that seed time is harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. In, this, in the promise, he's saying, but these seasons will continue. Because God, there, there's cold and heat. So in the promise of I'm not going to destroy everything, there's still going to be cold days. And in the promise of I'm not going to destroy everything, there's still going to be winter time. And there's going to be harvest and there's going to be planting. And, and why? Because in God's equation, it is all part of the beauty of his growth plan. That God doesn't think linear from start to end. He's eternal. He has no beginning and no end. There isn't just a starting place and an ending point. It isn't like, oh, this is spring's the beginning and winter's the end and Oh no, it's all over. No, it's part of what he's growing and how he's growing it. I want us to learn to, one, value roots more than fruit. And again, the conversation with Pastor Bill, what are you focusing on this season? I'm focusing on the roots. I'm going back and I'm revisiting all the things that got us here in the first place. I want us to, to take on an awareness and a mentality that fruit doesn't create roots, but roots produce fruit. And that as beautiful as fruit is, and, and it is, it is beautiful. And we want fruit in the kingdom. We want lots of it. We want people getting born again in mass. We want everyone to know the glory of the Lord. We want every marriage and family to be restored and every household to be blessed and prosperous. We want lots of fruit. But we got to remember the fruit comes from the roots. It's not fruit that helps us weather a storm. It's roots. It's not fruit that helps us withstand a frost. It's roots. And some of us may feel like we're in a frost right now in this season. <clears throat> Listen, we're, and the crazy thing about the kingdom is we can all be in different seasons at the same time. And it's just the way God works. He's, 
He is uh, multifaceted. And, you know, I um, paused the message, just funny story. I was, I was on a, a different Zoom call. It is the season for Zoom meetings these days, but I was on a different Zoom call with, with some local pastors. So not the one with Bill Johnson, but these local pastors, and we were sharing with each other, and the, the conversation this time was, what share highs and lows from the from the year? What was the high? What was the low? And I don't know if this was the ultimate high and low, but you know what I thought of was how interesting it is uh, for me, for us. Uh, it felt like our high and low were a week apart. And I, what what I mean is, uh, you know, if you remember the service directly after Thanksgiving, we did a testimony service. So we we did worship, and then we gave the whole rest of the the, the sermon time just to testimonies. We had live testimony after live testimony after live testimony, and we purposely were giving thanks to God of what He done over the three years since we've landed in Austin and started Bethel Austin. And just, it was amazing to hear all these live uh, firsthand accounts of God doing absolute radical miracle restorations in people's bodies and finances and families and incredible tears and ah, just amazing. And then within a handful of days, the next weekend we have camp meeting here and uh, some people in our environment start, you know, coming down with COVID and then bam, I get hit with it and I have to miss camp meeting. One of my favorite events of year of the year, Jeff Collins, one of our spiritual fathers, he did Renee and my wedding. He's doing a conference at the church and I can't be there. And then more staff people start coming down with it. Half our staff can't even be at the event <laughs> because because people are getting sick, and then, so we're trying to run a conference with half our team, and then the following week, we have to go, uh, we, we can't do a live service, and I already explained earlier, we had just tore down the studio, we couldn't even stream a service, like, that's, that's not a good feeling as a pastor trying to run a church, we couldn't even stream the service, not to mention that we had our first ever Christmas bazaar scheduled for that day, and our our big year uh, hope for the house, uh, heart for the house offering, and for the building fun, and all that stuff just like whew, <laughs> went by the wayside. It's just all to say that it's crazy season for all of us, but guess what? God is still at work. God is still growing things. God is still doing miracles. We're still getting miracle reports. God can't, the enemy can't stop what God's doing just because we have to stream from a studio for two weeks. He can't stop what we're doing because we have to play an old message one of those weeks. He can't stop what we're doing just because you have to wear a face mask at the supermarket. He can't, the enemy can't stop what God's doing as long as God's people have eyes to see, can adjust with God to find the fruit for that season and don't get stuck only looking for what it looked like like in the last season. Yes, that season's going to come around again and then cycle through and God moves. He has an ebb and a flow in seasons. In Matthew chapter 7, I'm getting close to the end here. Last 40 minutes. Matthew chapter 7, 
Verse 17 through 20. So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruit. Most of us are familiar with this verse. Uh, A good tree can't bear bad fruit. And a bad tree can't bear good fruit. We get it. We know it. But what's interesting here is that God is using this example as the fruit points to how good the tree is. So what we're actually not looking at, we're using the fruit as the indicator, but what it's indicating is actually the health of the tree or the roots. And so, yes, look for fruit but actually look through the fruits because what we're really looking for is good roots and healthy roots. And in fact, I tell you, that's a key for life. That's a key for who you partner with. That's a key for for who you uh, uh, surround yourself with. That's a key to know who to trust. That's a, a key to know who to go to battle with. We need to learn not just to look at the fruit. Like, yes, we wanna look for the fruit, but we wanna look through the fruit. Great, you got some fruit going on. What do I see behind the fruit? Because fruit can last for a little while and it can wither. If your roots aren't strong, you might be able to produce one crop or a little bit of fruit. And we get so enamored with the fruit, like, wow, you must be the most amazing thing. No, look through the fruit. What do you see in the roots? And sometimes that takes a little bit of time, but what are people's practices? What are their, what are their routines? What's, what's their normal? What's their history with God? How do, they, how do they approach every day? How do they live in the word? How do, they, how do they pray? If you can find healthy roots, you will find abundant fruit. It's a key to learning how to thrive in every season, and it's a key to know who to partner with and who to run with. Thank you, Father. Last verse, and then we're gonna gonna pray. In Galatians chapter six, verses seven through 10, it says this. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked, for for whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows into his own flesh will from his flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows into the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in, here it is, due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially those who are of the household of faith. Let us, let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season, and this is the ESV, in due season we will reap if we, if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially those who are the household of God. Now, what's unique here in verse 10 
is it says, so then as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone. Opportunity is actually the same word, season, as the verse before, for we will, for in due season, we will reap. So two, couple things here. Let us not grow weary in doing good. Yeah, we get it. But part of that is knowing what season that you're in and what and what sowing in that season looks like because you're going to reap. It doesn't say you're going to reap immediately. Sometimes it happens like that. Thank you, Jesus. A lot of times it doesn't. It doesn't say that you sow and you will reap instantly. No, you sow in this season and in another season that you will reap the reward, the bounty, the fullness of that sowing. But part of the key here is you can't give up in doing good, in sowing, in knowing how to sow. And one of the keys is that I've seen it far too often is that people who love God, they get on this journey with God, they love God, but because they don't know that God operates in seasons, because they don't understand that it's a relationship, not a routine, that they don't understand that there's ebbs and flows. They don't understand that, yes, God will change the way he relates to us on purpose to grow us, just to bring us around again, to grow that place even more because they don't understand the ebbing and flowing of God. They're, they're looking for one right answer. And that, that one right answer, and I don't mean the the unchangeable things. I don't mean that the blood changes. I don't mean that, that Jesus, the reality that he paid for all of our sins, that he died on the cross, that never changes. How he speaks to us changes. What he's speaking to us changes. What he's focusing on with us and in us can change with the seasons. But people who don't understand who that God moves that way, that whole dynamic of, I start to connect with God here, and I feel like I'm thriving. But then something starts to happen, and those leaves start to fall off, and I don't understand why. Did I do something wrong? Did I mess up someplace? What have I done? And God's moving. He's trying to grow us, but we get stuck looking at the leaves falling off. And we don't know how to stay attentive and move with him. And what happens is we don't understand that God's not leaving us. He's changing the season for us to continue our growth. If we don't understand that, bitterness starts to set in and resentment and anger. And we start to blame God and start crazy thoughts start to come in. And we think God's separate from us. And, and we start to, what have I done wrong? And we, I've seen way too many people fall off the path with God, not because they didn't love him, but because they didn't know how to change seasons, navigate seasons, be flexible in adjusting with him as he changes the season. We can't grow weary in doing good regardless of what the season. And in some seasons, we're going we're gonna to be overflowing with the abundance of a good thing. We're going to be smashing grapes in the wine press, dancing and rejoicing and have abundant fruit to give away to everyone. We're going to be in these seasons. And when we're in those seasons, we think, ah, this is it. I've arrived. This season's never going to change. <laughs> but guess what? <laughs> Here comes another season. 
And there's fruit in that season too. It might just look different. What I want us to catch. So as we don't give up in doing good, we get a hold of that. It says, so then as we have opportunity or season, let us do good to everyone. What does that mean? That means the way we sow will be and should be different depending on the season. As we have season. I may be able to affect change over here in one season. That season might be two years, three years, 10 years long. But if God starts to shift and call me out of that place into this place, I have to be ready to go with him. And I have to be ready to exercise a different set uh, of, of skills, a different set of, of agenda, a different set of purposes, and be ready to flex with God and move when he moves I might be able to impact this group of people for a season, and I might impact these people for a season, or I might impact in this way. God is always growing us. What I want us to hear, what I believe that God wants us to hear, is that God is always growing us. Are you aware that God is growing you in this season? Right now, whatever this season looks like for you, are you aware that God is growing you right where you are? And do you have an attentive heart and a hearing ear to go with him as he moves you from one season to the next? I'm gonna pray for us because I really want us to be a people that know how to navigate the seasons with God so well, so well that we don't get held up. We don't even trip over the season. We don't stumble. We're just like, yep, God's moving because we're in this beautiful dance with our King who loves us continually and always. So, Father, I thank you for grace just pouring out. Father, I thank you. I thank you for this season. As crazy as it's been, as chaotic as it's felt, Father, I thank you for the fruit, God, that you've been releasing in this season, the fruit that you've been hiding not from us but for us. God, I thank you for the roots that you've been building and that you've been deepening, Father, in Jesus' name. God, we just thank you for your presence, the river that we're planting next to you just flowing and I pray that people would go on this adventure in this season of, of listening and saying, God, where are you moving so that I can hear and I can grow my roots deeper and deeper in every season, that I can bear more and more fruit, not just for one season, but for a lifetime of fruitfulness. So I bless you with that in Jesus' name. I hope you have an amazing uh, Christmas, we hope to see you. Uh, we're looking forward to see you, you know, on the 26th. I hope you can make it there. Um, but uh, have a Merry Christmas with your families. Be blessed with health, be blessed with abundance, and be blessed with joy in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com.